This is the Sonicast, where artists discuss their passion for creating music. We discuss everything about music creation, from the tech needed for success to music education. So if you love making beats, film scoring, or creating sample packs, this is the show for you, where you'll regularly hear from experts in their field discuss their experiences and learn what makes them highly sought-after professionals. Today's guest is with Rovan Roman. Rovan has been in the music licensing business for many years, building an impressive resume, placing tracks on television shows such as The Ellen Show, The Tyra Banks Show, Keeping Up with the Kardashians, The Cartoon Network's Teen Titans Go, and many, many more. And though he's got music tracks placed with television, radio, and online media, he's also had a uniquely first-hand experience and perspective on the rise of the hip-hop music industry in L.A. This interview takes place at his studio. Uh, so for this session, I want to take uh, some time to talk with you about what you're doing now. Because right now, you're contributing tracks. You're helping us a lot with Sonic Productions, which is beautiful. But I know you have contributed to, well, if we look, we can find, we can hear your music on a lot of stuff that's out there. Yes. Uh, Cartoon Network mm-hmm. is out there. Um, if you correct me if I'm wrong. You have stuff on the Ellen Show before? Yep. Man. And then um, I think you said the Tyra Banks Show. Tyra, Ellen, um, Kardashians, Extra, the E Channel. I mean, it's basketball-wise, even baseball-wise when it was out. Um, CW Now, which that so, that show's been canceled. Uh, I mean, it got Judge Joe Brown. Okay. Stuff on there. I mean, there's there's news. I can't even tell you. I mean, there's new stuff now. There's shows I've never heard of that I have tracks on those shows. Would you say you have more than a hundred tracks? Um, I would probably say more than a, maybe 150, 200 tracks wow. that I've done. Now, what's you know in rotation? You may have a constant ten in rotation that plays all the time or every day or something, or depending upon what show. But yeah, I have, and and then all of my tracks have been played. Mm-hmm. But, you know, some more than others, some die out because it's a sound alike of a Katy Perry song. Right, right. So it dies out, and right. so they don't play it again. How long have you been in uh, music creation? How long have you, when, when did you start actually creating music? I want to say that I actually started, let's just say, seriously doing music, music creation, creation. Um, probably... I started, I want to say, 25 years. Okay. Seriously. I mean, not. Well, I wouldn't even say seriously. Um, well, let's put it this way. Uh, how long have, when did you start professionally creating tracks for sale or for licensing? For television, I would say that's been 10 or 12, no, it must have been 12 years. 12 years. Yeah. That's quite a long time um, to be to be contributing and doing a lot of a lot of work that way. Yeah. How did how did that start? Um, did you meet somebody? Was it by accident? Was it deliberate? How, how did that get started for you? Well, the f- the funny thing of it was, is a friend of mine um, name is Rob Miller. He owns his own company, Track Shack. Okay. Uh, Track Shack, uh, Romy Music. Um, he got me started. So. I was doing tracks. Uh, before I even moved out to Phoenix, 
I was doing a whole lot of tracks for a lot of different people. Okay. And sometimes you just do tracks because you just like doing tracks. You just you like to see what what comes out of what was inside your head. So I had tracks that I um, was sitting on, wasn't being used. Okay. And he got this opportunity. Um, he's a musician. He plays keyboard. Like he's probably one of the better keyboard players in Phoenix. Um, I mean, there's a lot of great keyboard players. So I don't want to put. I don't want to put. Um, there's a lot of great players out here. But he's. You know, I've I've been around him, and you know, he's he's very talented and very creative. Mm. So he got the opportunity. He. I'm actually. You know what? So I told you I did sound for New Philadelphia Church. Yes. He's the one who got me that job. Ah, uh, okay. I knew Philadelphia. So he was the one that was saying, we need to do something better with sound. And my friend Rob, I mean, he's he's very serious in what he does. Okay. So he was the first person I learned that if you're going to do something, do it right. Don't don't have to do it. Right. Give, right. give all I want, all he wants, it's, it's not that he just wants perfection, but what he wants more than that is that you're going to give 100%. Right. Because when I was doing sound for New Philadelphia, there'll be times when, you know, one day would sound different than the other. And if he's there, he's going to like, well, yesterday was great. What happened? Yeah. I mean, honestly, you don't want somebody who doesn't care about it as much as you do. Yeah. You need to have people who really care about the work you're doing very, very well. So I get that. So I say that to say that with him, you know, he now he didn't start from the NPC era. Okay. He started from the Atari era. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So now MPC being a brand. Yep. Atari, I've known from the, from games, to be honest with you. See, and that's the thing. When I say Atari, that's the first thing you gravitate toward is video games. No, they had their own computer system. Okay. I knew that. Yeah. Because uh, I used to have an Atari 800 XL, and it was yeah. one of the, the first personal computers. Mm -hmm. But they also made music creation computers. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, because I, I believe, because he, he told me more about it. He had one, an Atari computer that okay. came with a MIDI interface. No way. Yeah, so you can MIDI your... I don't know if you, you, if you could record... I don't think he recorded audio into it. I think it was strictly just MIDI. But the the the, the what he was explaining to me is that when you record, when you do your, your production... Mm -hmm. On the computer, he says it's locked tight, solid. Like it's it it feels it felt really good. Okay. Like he's like it was like he was like man. It says because it it even worked better to to an extent. wasn't better than the MPC, but as far as production was, if you had a, a a good piano and all that, yeah, it worked just as good. Okay. I won't say better because with the MPC you could still sample and manipulate. Right. With the Atari, I don't think that computer. Their first one, you could. I think it was just mainly MIDI, and so it sounds like it was solid state, but it didn't have a lot of the the ability to move things around like you can in an MPC. Precisely, it, it was it was just what it was is what it was. Yeah, but he learned from that, and he learned he used it phenomenally because he did a lot of he did a lot of R and B tracks and gospel tracks. Okay, when I was when I met him. Okay, um, and then I think he used to use Cubase okay. and then Digital Performer, and he. Taught me about that, you know. I, um, like I said, I was stubborn, didn't want to give up the drum machine. But when I started doing tracks for television, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I was taking a long time. Okay. And he was saying to me, "Man, you just you need to put the MPC down and use the computer." He says, "You're gonna find your workflow is faster." So, be still being stubborn. 
I said, okay. You know, I learn stuff. You know, I, I don't know. It just comes to me. Sure. So I learned how to to lock my NPC in with the computer, with Digital Performer. Yes. So I would use Performer to do all my MIDI recording. Okay. But I would still use my NPC. <laughs> so I, 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 I learned that, okay, I don't have to record audio into Digital Performer. Right. I'll just use it. Because with, um, with the... It, with the with Digital Performer, you can record your your keyboard. Let's say I have a Triton. Right. Digital Performer had presets for the Triton. So okay. in, in other words, if I change uh, a sound on Performer, it would change it on my keyboard for me. Right. So what that meant was I could do a track, turn off my keyboard, turn off my computer, come back the next day, Right. Turn on the, the, the software and it will pull up the sounds on my computer for yes, me. Yes. So I didn't have to record. Right. Re, I didn't have to do any multi track recording. Right. I would do a two track inside of Digital Performer and just make sure the levels was right. And I, I did it that way. So, so he actually helped influence you to open your mind. Yes. Try different things. Really be open to having a, a better workstation. Yep. So you could actually do things on a better scale. And this was, like I said, about 12 years ago, maybe more. He the, He's the one that said, if you think inside of what the computer can do, there's nothing that you can't do. Right. That's good. You That's know really I mean? good. Whereas on your key, because he was saying, well, on your NPC, you can't do any automation on there. And, no, technically, not with ease, you can't. You know, you can't do this or do that. So if, if I did a song for Telepictures and it said, we like your song, but can you take out something? Well, if I did it and sequenced on an on NPC, NPC, you might not be able to. You have to. Right. It takes a lot longer. Okay. Than if it's on, if it's inside the computer. Yes. So, um, but I was such an NPC head that when I did tracks and go to the studio to record it, I had all my tracks laid out. NPC has eight outputs. So okay. I can output my hi-hat drums, right. snares, right. vocals, whatever I did inside an NPC, I can multi-track it. And on plus, plus, the NPC was everybody who had an NPC would have a, a, a Roland keyboard or a Triton. Sure. So you MIDI, you can MIDI four keyboards into the NPC. It's at the same time. At the, the same time. Wow. Okay. So I could take a Roland sound and a, and a Triton sound, and I could use uh, eight tracks or eight MIDI channels in the Triton, and the NPC would would um, look at them as tracks. Yes. So my Triton might have my 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 bass, my guitar, mm -hmm. my pads, and then my other keyboard might have one drum sound that I that I love to use, and only it only comes from that keyboard. Right. So I would do all that, and then take those keyboards with me to the studio. Okay. We multi-track it out. Okay. How how often are you still using your NPC? Well, this is a newer model. Oh, well, yeah, okay. I, I use it. I, I'm actually still, I'm not, if somebody, if I'm doing stuff for television, I don't use it. Oh, you don't use it at all? No, unless I'm pulling a sound out of it because it's not. Interesting. It's not quick. I'm not, um, it's, it's quicker to do everything inside the computer. Okay, I follow you. Okay, yeah. so, so I guess we're going back to the fact that your workstation needs to be something you can quickly yeah. change on the fly. Precisely. And the NPC is not necessarily 
where you can do that. Well, it, it with, has, this, it, with this model, this is the newest model, so you technically can. This is by Akai. By Akai. Mm-hmm. They've advanced themselves. This is a, a very advanced version of MPCX. Okay. There's a whole lot you can do. You can media. You you can do the a whole production in this box without yes. even looking at the computer. Okay. And I'm gonna do that one day. I mean, I'm gonna do that. This is just gonna be the old school way of how I used to do things. <laughs> okay. You can do all that inside this computer, but okay. they also it also comes with software, so you can you can use it like you're using um, Ableton. And use the software. I see what you're saying. So, so I would find that if I'm to use the modern day MPCs, it would be mm-hmm. more or less if I wanted, like, for live work, maybe live work or production. Live, a live lot production. of producers are still. There's a lot of producers that are still using the old MPCs. Okay, yeah. You know what I mean? For because yeah. it just has that feel. There's nothing like an MPC swing. Sure. There's nothing that beats it. It, it has a feel. Okay. This one has it. In my opinion, it does. Ha- it has it as well. Okay. But um, I bought it because I just wanted. An NPC in my life because I'm that's where I came up. <laughs> that's where I came from. But if you say Ravine, man, if I need three tracks by the end of the week for this segment, I'm going straight to the computer because I can. I know how to use Ableton back and forth and forth and back. Right, right, right. You know, and the and, great thing about Ableton is that there are so many people using it. Right. That if you're stuck. You can easily YouTube get it. help on that anywhere. Many people it, yeah. have have probably been where you were, yeah, and they figured it out. Yes, Ableton yeah. is that way. So so uh, usable, ubiquitous. A lot of people use that. Yeah, I mean, all the softwares nowadays, whether you're using Pro Tools, mm-hmm. Logic, Ableton, FL Studio, yep, they all can nowadays can pretty much do the same thing. Can they communicate with each other? Um, believe it or not. Ableton has came out with this thing called Link. Yes, I know about Link. So this has, the NPC has Link as well. So I can I can use that, and I think it's, I think it's a Bluetooth thing or internet. I can use that and start Ableton, and my, my NPC will start. Right. So mm-hmm. it, it actually allows you to wirelessly synchronize. Yeah your uh, MPC with Ableton on your computer. Yep. So you can, in a way, use your MPC if you're using Ableton for... And Reason has Link now. Okay. And I don't know who else has it. I don't, I don't know if Logic has came out with that yet. That's cool. Um, but yeah, I, we can... If, if Let's just say we had a jam session. Sure. We can all link our computers together. Right. And create together. That would be cool. So you, you got one person doing drums. Maybe Danny says, I got keys for that. Right. Eric says, "Oh, I got some. I got some sounds for this. Cool." Jimmy says, "Oh, I got something. I got some runs. <laughs> you can all do that and link it with it with Ableton. So, Ableton, that's why I love Ableton because there's nothing that you can't do. That's true. It's yeah. very usable, and yeah. I think all of our all of our players use it to some degree. Yeah. Um. That, the, I think that's the the main one that our that our team is using. Yeah. All right. This is a good spot. We'll stop to take a quick advertisement break. Hi there, I'm Dan Young, co-founder of Sonic Productions, your music production company. We partner with businesses to help you deliver your best message professionally, elegantly, and with the power to capture your audience. Our goal is to serve you as you seek to grow your brand, whether you use Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or other mediums like podcasting or television. We'll work with you to custom tailor a song to fit your campaign, or you can visit our music licensing business, Sonica, to choose from over 100 original songs ready for licensing. Voiceover narration is also available. So when it's time to seriously consider growing your business, consider Sonic Productions to stand out. Sonic Productions. 
our music, your story. Visit us at www.sonicproductions.biz to contact our team and to learn more. So, you know, talking about your studio, a lot of our team loves to come to your studio because you have a lot of the fun stuff. You really do. It's like a playground here, man. But yeah. I want you to take me through a couple of the other things you're using. We're talking about uh, your your MPC mm-hmm. and how much of you've grown with that the yeah. staple. The computer, we're using Ableton a lot. Yep. Um, I see, of course, in your office, you've got a number of different keyboards. I'm not a keyboard guy, <laughs> but I see a lot of the different keyboards you've got. I know we talk about the Prophet 6 that you've got. Yeah, uh, I love the Prophet 6, the sounds in there. It's a, it's a wonderful sound. And I, I would I have never have bought that Prophet if it wasn't for Jimmy. When Jimmy brought his, I, I my ears can hear the way something sounds. Okay. I can hear it. Like I'm not good with... Um, you know, I'm I'm not a, uh, an efficient keyboard player to say, oh, I know what song that key is in. Right. And actually, Danny's actually helping me with that. Danny's good. Yeah, but um, I know sound. Okay. So when he brought that, the the profit is something that I don't have. I don't have. That's the only analog um, keyboard. Right. I have. Okay. Well, you know what? The only analog that plays, uh, I think it's uh. What's, you can play six notes at a time, I believe. Okay. So that's the only analog keyboard in here that can do that. The I have the Moog, Miss. but the Moog is one sound at a time. Right. I have the Prophet 12, but that's a digital. I mean, it sounds phenomenal, okay. but it's a digital keyboard. Okay. And I bought, well, actually, I had a Kronos, <laughs> right? The guys have talked about that. I saw, yeah, I know. It's funny. Well, here, here's here's a funny thing. I had a core Kronos. I said, I don't, I don't really need one. I, you know, no, and I know uh, Danny Goots. Right, Danny Goots. Danny Goots, Gutera. Danny yep. Gutera wanted one, and I'm like, okay, I'll sell it. And I and I, I was gonna I was gonna put it on Craigslist, but I knew he he was adamant he was gonna get it. Mm-hmm. So I said, I'll hold it. I'm not in a hurry, a hurry, a hurry to sell it. Yep. I forgot how much I sold it to him for, but it's just amazing. the The next day, the guy that I deal with in L.A. Was like, man, I got this um, core Kronos in a box, <laughs> right? That I want to get out of, get out of, get out of my my office. I'm not, you know, I, I want to sell it. So he gave me a phenomenal price on it. Okay. I, I in my head, I was like, even if I didn't want it, I didn't want to use it. I could. I was thinking, I could make three hundred dollars profit if I sell it. Sure. But I, when I say I grew up on an NPC. I grew up on the MPC and always a Korg, okay. Triton or Korg. My first key, my first key. Well, actually, Korg Trinity, which I have a Trinity right now. I in remember my, that yes. in my in my closet, but it was a Korg Triton, and I loved it because it was touchscreen. Oh, right. Yeah. So, you know, gospel musicians know about the Triton, the yes, motifs, and all that. Mm-hmm. But um, when I bought my my Triton, I used to just pull sounds off of it. You can people don't understand. You can sound design in the core chronos. Yes, you can. People play it and they're like, "Yeah, it has sounds. These sounds get dry, but you can get change s- it around. They get stale." But you know, uh, uh, two guys. I'll mention one of them. His name was is Chris Jenkins. Chris okay. the arsonist Jenkins. He produced for Bell Biv DeVoe. Okay. Um, he bought a Triton and came to my house. And was like, did you know you could do this? <laughs> no. Did you know you could do this? 
He took the drums inside that that trident and EQ'd them, put effects on them. I'm like, wow. So it was more, you know, a lot of people will say, well, the trident, the trident is played out now. You know, nobody. And the trident does not have good pianos in it. It right. doesn't have a lot of uh, uh, good sounds like most musicians then they would, would choose the Yamaha over the Korg back then. Right. Right. They would choose um, the Roland. The, I think the, the a popular keyboard back then was the XP60 okay. out of Roland as far as piano sounds and all that. Because uh, the Trident really didn't sound. I mean, it had a piano sound. I mean, a lot of producers used it. Sure. Teddy Rowdy used it in, in a lot of his production. Yes. Um, what's that guy's name? I just saw him the other day. He produced for Dre. He used a Trident a lot too. You might even find a Trident in his studio. Oh, for real. Okay. For real, yes, uses yes. the Trident. Okay. Um, so that was my first two. Okay. So, but, you, so, so in getting with the, all of the different types of keyboards that I'm yeah. seeing here, are there a couple that you're leaning on more than the others? As far as creating sounds, best keyboard you can ever buy to create a sound. Then it's Yamaha Montage? Yamaha Montage. It's not, um, well, when it first came out, it didn't have 16 MIDI channels. Okay. It had 16 tracks, but not 16 MIDI channels. So when I bought it, I was kind of disappointed in that. I'm like, you know, I, I want to be able to do, if I want to use two sounds at one time, I want to do that, which, you, which I think they upgraded the software inside of it. So I believe you can do something like that now. But it's a... Cre- it could go and you can go deep into montage, take a piano sound. The montage will let you get into the soul of that sound, the root of the sound, wow. and edit it. Wow. So you can take that piano sound and turn it into a pad huh. inside the montage. So in your creative process, as you're creating your songs, and we're going to talk about how you do your your song creation, Mm -hmm. how often are you getting into the sound design part of your keyboards? Well, Is that something you do often or just once in a while? I I don't want to say it's cheating, but what I do now is that (laughs) if I'm looking, okay, so the Korg, for instance, the Korg Korg Kronos, Mm -hmm. it has wonderful pads in there. It has wonderful p. This one, the Chord the Chronos, has wonderful pianos. Okay, has wonderful strings. Has wonderful everything in there. So when I'm doing a track, and I say, I need a string really fast, I will pull it out of the Chord Chronos okay. and record it into Ableton. I see. Okay. And then from Ableton, interesting. I will edit it, you know, or you know, I would I'll make it sound different. So that's where the sound design comes in because I'll take that string now. And I may put it, I may simply take that string and put um, this, I forgot how what it's called, uh, but it's a reverb that will actually, if you use it the right way, it'll turn that, um, I would have to look at it, but it'll turn that, that piano sound almost into a pad, or I mean, just the strings into right. a, a pad type sound where right. it sustains. Right, right, right. So now, so now by doing that, I just create a different sound. So as you're doing that kind of different sound designing, and, and I want to kind of go back to how you create music, mm-hmm. because, in, again, I'm, I'm a sax player, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. so I play one note at a time, yeah, one note at a time, and it sounds like a saxophone. So yeah. Not much other sounds you're, you're really <laughs> doing. If it sounds other than that, you're doing something differently. But yeah. So when I talk to folks who are in your field, especially people who have keyboards and you've got MPCs, you've got all sorts of stuff, how do you remember all of those different sounds 
that are on these keyboards. All those different types of you know sounds. Maybe you've changed the sound. Mm-hmm. I would lose track. I mean, really, all of my time would be in just trying to remember what I created. How do you keep track of all that? Well, here's the thing. Now, because you know, we 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 talked earlier about the '70s or the '60s. Mm-hmm. You right. know, we talk about the Motown sound. Got to have that. You got to yeah, back then. You have to have that Motown sound. Right. You right. know, '80s funk era. I loved um, mm-hmm. Zap, Lakeside. Yep. Um, of course, you can't talk about funk without talking about George Clinton. Correct. Parliament, Funkadelic. Flashlight. You can't talk about, I mean, even Prince. Mm-hmm. You know, Prince had great R&B music. He had great rock. Right. He had, I mean, Daddy will tell you this. He didn't, he knew about Prince, the good years. He didn't know about those freaky years. Yeah, that's interesting. You put it that way. He, he, didn't, yeah. he, he didn't know about he, he didn't know about Dirty Mind that that album right, he came out. Right, about, uh, um, those those yeah, years. Erotic City and yeah. But Erotic City was it was R and B, but it was funk. It, it was. was to me. It was it, it's, it's how I I took it. It was this was this is a funky song. Yep. You know you um, there were certain songs that were just R and B, and there were certain certain that was funk. And he had Housequake on mm-hmm. one of his albums was funk. Mm-hmm. Um, let's work. Well, and, and you know what, what? Why you call certain songs funk because it's bass driven? Correct. You know what I mean? Bass guitar. Let's say the only, let's say, say bass. Let's say bass guitar. Right. Bass guitar driven. Um, if you listen to Fantastic Voyage, mm-hmm. it starts off with yep. a bass line. Right. If you listen to Slave, all their music starts off with some type of bass line. Correct. If you listen to Seven 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 Nine Three Eleven, by the time. Mm-hmm. It starts off with a guitar, right? But when that bass come in, right, and all of those drummed in yep. Terry on those drums, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, Gap Band was the same oh, way. Oh, Gap Band, mm-hmm. I used to love. Mm-hmm. You know, we can their their most popular song was one of their most popular was "Bun Rubber on Me." Oh, okay. But um, I go back to "Oops Upside Your Head." I remember "Burn Rubber." Yeah. yeah. Oops go, Upside Your Head. Yeah. Yeah, I go back to then, or even "Cameo." Uh-huh. I, do you remember? Let me see if you remember this song. One of their first. One of their first popular songs okay. was called Funk Funk. I know that song. Yeah. I know that song. I, I just played that the other day. It's just funny how, I remember it, Funk Funk. how, how that song started up. But so funny thing about can, uh, for can, uh, Cameo, they did this one song called Candy. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that song? Oh, yes, of course. So there's a sax player who's who plays in that. His name is Michael Brecker. Uh, one of, that, it, doesn't he play toward the end? Yes. Yeah. yeah it is the... Well, well, if you if see from my era, because I come from saxophones, I come from jazz. Yeah. I listen to Michael Brecker. Yeah. He's like a probably the 20th century's one of the 20th century's best tenor sax players in the world. Wow! And he was on that. And he just tore it up. And he so did. I, I yeah, listen like a solo <laughs> toward he, the end. But anyway. he plays like that. I yeah. mean, he played like that all the time. He passed away about uh, six years ago, six seven years oh, ago. Okay. He had blood cancer, uh, but he he was just prolific in that. And so from my background, I listened to jazz growing up. Mm-hmm. So I listened to a lot of the funk and a lot of the things. But I grew up listening to like Yellow Jackets, um, a little bit of Miles Davis. Mm-hmm. I listened to, you know, a lot of the, the, the jazz standards. And then my dad got me to Spyrogyra. Um, and I listened I've to heard of all those people. Jean-Luc Ponty. Yeah. Um, so, so then I started hearing these artists cross over into funk. And Brecker was one of them, and he was on Cameo, Cameo uh-huh. song Candy. And I was like, who are these guys? And then you start listening to other songs that they do. So beautiful crossover. 
Yeah. It's it's amazing when I was growing up as a kid, I used to listen to, to James Brown. Mm-hmm. And actually, you know, he his stuff, some of his stuff was was funk. Very funk. Very funk. But you ask yourself, why was it funk? He had one of the best <laughs> funkiest bass players. Yes, he did. <laughs> you know, and, and, and his boot, ba- his, Bootsy. Uh-huh. <laughs> Bootsy Collins was his bass player. And yeah. I didn't know, you know, I, I used to like love to listen to music, Bootsy Collins music. Right. But if you listen to his bass playing, mm-hmm. very simplistic. Right. It's not a lot to it, you know. I listen to Maceo Parker, is the, the sax player with him too. But if you listen to Bootsy on on James Brown, mm-hmm. he's playing like Stanley Clark. Uh-huh. <laughs> Bootsy can play bass. Right. I'm like, Bootsy is sick. <laughs> yep. This guy can actually can actually tear a bass up. So yeah. I I uh Sorry, I didn't mean it. No, 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 we're drift, good. But no, we're good. I, I drifted that one, so yeah. it's okay. Uh, so, go, kind of going back to to what you do as an artist, and mm-hmm. and your your uh, you know, I see a lot of stuff. The the artists, a lot of in your studio, it's just well laid out, and it's a great workstation. I, I think you can just take an idea, mm-hmm. and you can just put it down, and you can really develop it. What type of influences are influencing you now as an artist? What do you listen to before you start a session? You know what? To be honest with you, it really depends on what I'm doing. Okay. Um, I listen to a whole large genre of music now that I never did mm, okay. growing up. You know, growing up, um, you know, your influences, you know, were the, the Lakeside and all that and, yeah. and Roger and Zap. And, you know, you know, of course, those guys are from, I think, Roger, was he from Ohio? I don't know. He's not from L.A., but, you know, he... Ventured all he want. Eventually got to L.A. More bounce, yeah. <laughs> you know, undeniable baseline, un- right. undeniable beat. Yep. You know what I mean. Roger was it was Roger and George Clinton mm-hmm. had the clap, mm-hmm. loud claps. Yep. Undeniable. <laughs> I used to have claps. I used to sample those claps. They'd be most of my songs. Everybody who just heard that knows exactly what we're talking about. Somebody here. told had to make me stop doing that. I forgot who it was. He says, man, do you know, you're, you're a production's type, but why do you keep putting them cops in there? Somebody had to tell you this. Yeah. I'm like, I grew up on that. I grew up on the, on that on those claps. <laughs> Somebody had to tell you to stop. So man, I said, okay, you know music has a... You, you know technically... Drums have a snare, <laughs> not just, you know, you got to put, you, you know, some of your music should have not that's just really claps. You know, so. <laughs> that's really funny. And, but, you know, here's the thing. I didn't even pay the attention <laughs> right, until right. he told me that. I said, you are right. So now you listen to a whole lot more music, of course. I listen to, I never, I used to hate, I actually hate it. I did not like, um, I won't say, hey, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't hate any form of music. Mm-hmm. I didn't listen to techno. I didn't listen to EDM, disco. You know, I didn't hate disco, but I hated that when I used to go to a club, when they would close the club down, the last song was Last Dance by Don Summer. Oh, good grief. A lot of clubs did that. I, used to, I can't, I'm tired of the song. Wore it out. YMCA. Oh, my gosh. Even at some <laughs> weddings you go to, they play the YMCA. Yes, they do. I, you know, I mean, yeah, it was great music, but I, I, didn't, I didn't listen to it. I had, my, my mind was... My head was in a box, and it wasn't until I got much older that I realized that listen to everything mm-hmm. because everything is because as music changed, as 
hip hop and pop music changed. Yes. The way music was being made changed. Right. And at first I was like, I don't know what am I going to do because this is what I do. And what I do is not relevant anymore. Good point. You know what I mean? It's wow. not the Good way point. I'm doing it. It's not relevant. So what do I do? Well, a friend of mine, Rob, you know, he he was able to 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 change his style because he's a gospel musician. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he started off, you know, in, in church, mm-hmm. and he, then he started doing R and B songs. Um, he didn't do a lot of hip hop songs too much later, but he's very creative. So he was able to change what he did. Sure. And the only reason why I had I was able to change was I had to open up my head and look. Actually, what helped me was one of the people I do music for was saying, "Hey man, your song is um, really nice, but your your um, your bass ain't hidden." <laughs> so inside my head, I'm, I said, and I hope they when are they going to hear this? This is oh, that's what you were thinking when we told you that. Inside my head, I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm feeling this. What are you talking about? <laughs> right. But they, there, there are, there are the, the people that are placing my songs on television, so I could say, "Oh, really?" I said, "No problems. I'm right. going to fix that." Right, right, right. So I go in. I add a, a little bit more of low end. You know, what I mean, try to make it pop out. Right. I use a few plugins. Sure. Turn it in. Man, it's not quite there yet. Okay. Have you listened to Kanye West's song before? <laughs> and it was a, it was one of his albums that. Um, I didn't like. Okay, but it was eight oh. It was eight oh eight bass heavy. I mean, you can't even say eight oh eight. It had this this distortion to it. Sure. And so when he told me to listen to it, I listened to it, and in my head, I'm like, "You want me to distort the eight oh eight?" But they, I, I can't tell them that I can't do that. I, I you know, but because of technology. I went on and Googled distorted 808. Sure. Preset. Right. I just did that. And I found the preset for contact. Okay. And turned it in and, 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 and played it. It was distorted. Turned it in. They loved it. That's it. That's <laughs> it. Man, man. You make sure you do that. A lot of you, I'm like, oh, oh man, no problem, no man. Problem. I'm glad you're happy. In my head, I'm like, oh. So I had to learn that if I'm going to be still in this music at the yeah. age that I am in now, yeah, you have to listen to, you can't put down other people's music. There's a craft. There's a mindset behind it. There's a purpose. You've been listening to The Sonic Cast, where artists discuss their passion for creating music. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. You can find show notes in the descriptions as well as information to hear more from our guest. You can also visit us at www.sonicproductions.biz to license music and shop for some cool merchandise. Sonic Productions, our music, your story.